Hello and welcome to Cage Club. Two fans, still 91 movies, one cage. Actually, I don't even know if that's true or not. Is it true? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't check. I couldn't check. This is episode 96, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. Mini episode. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And that was a clunky intro because we have no idea how to intro this thing because... We just saw, for the second time together in theaters, a Nicolas Cage movie together. We just walked out of an advanced screening of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. I guess it's maybe 92 movies. I don't know what we did for Snowden. We only, the only other time we ever did this was two years ago for Snowden. So, I mean, right. this yeah. it, it, we're, it, we're, it's, it's not new ground, but it's pretty new ground. Yeah, yeah. It's not new ground, but it's not common ground. We've only ever done this before for Snowden, because that's the only other Cage movie we've seen in theaters. We were going to do it for Mandy, but we ended up seeing that at home instead, at the comfort of our own homes. But after we, I thought of something, after we did watch Mandy, we immediately recorded it, the revisited episode. So it's sort of like, you know, the same type of thing. But yes, we're recording a little mini first impressions episode, having just seen the movie. So we'll do the full episode of this when it comes out on Blu-ray or on demand. I would guess probably March-ish, maybe, because everything's pretty quick. We still have one more new Cage Club episode this year. We are going to do Between Worlds a little bit later this month. But right now, we just walked out of Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it second uh, second best Cage movie of the year because Mandy is Mandy. Okay, but Cage's best animated movie hands down. Oh yeah, I mean we got Teen Titans. We could finally got him as Superman in Teen Titans earlier this year during the summer. But this is like I think he's in this more. Uh, he's more integral to the whole plot of the movie. He's like got great lines in this. Like it's just so good to see him a spider-man i was so happy i really like this movie i can't believe that we have in the same year cage as superman and cage as spider-man that is crazy what i do want to say and i don't want to spoil too much of this movie because i do you know keeping the cage stuff aside it is just great the one thing i do want to say is that i am surprised and impressed it feels for the first time in a long time maybe ever like you're watching a comic book movie and not a superhero movie right like you're seeing you know, words on screen, thought bubbles on screen. You're like just everything about it feels like you're reading a comic book, mm-hmm. as opposed to like I love the MCU, but it feels like those have become their own thing. It doesn't feel like you're reading a comic book. It feels yeah. like you're watching those movies. This feels like both. Yeah, what's interesting? A few years ago, they had like motion comics, so like people would take old like the Watchmen series did this, where someone animated the actual panels. So it's reminded me of that. But this is a whole other level because it's. 3D as well, you know, but the graphic style is very awesome and impressive. Yeah, and it and it does just look like pages from a comic book. It's funny on the Teen Titans episode, you know, I mentioned how I'm I'm not into the art scene or anything, but I thought like, oh, Andy Warhol would kind of dig the design elements of Teen Titans go, but I think this, this a lot of this looks reminds me of like the Campbell Soup stuff and yeah, it's just really awesome stuff like visually. And art plays a key role in this because Miles Morales is like a street street artist, yeah, and you know, it, we we find out that his both his dad and his uncle sort of come from a line of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there is art at the core of this. I mean, it is a beautiful movie to look at. I love just about everything about this movie. It's sort of you know overreacted a bit. I have it right now in my top ten movies of the year. I don't know if it's going to stay there, but it's going to be close. I mean, we've got another two movies to see today. One I've seen, one I've not seen. We're going to about to go see oh, yeah. not Cage movies. We're about to see The Favorite, and then we're going to see so, Anna and the Apocalypse. Right. So Joey and I, the Cage Club co-founders, we actually hang out together, and we're seeing a triple feature today at the mall. So 
a little behind the scenes action. But uh, I just wanted to mention quickly the music in this is awesome. Like, that's another thing I wasn't expecting going in. It really caught me off guard. And that was really good. Very high energy. Uh, very good set list. There is, for the first time, and maybe the only time in a Marvel movie, a song by Notorious B.I.G., which is just remarkable. <laughs> what song? It's, it's uh, Hypnotize? I think it is, yeah. It's when hypnotized. it starts playing, I'm just like, what? How, what? This is <laughs> this movie? And it's it, it works. It fits. It's great. From beginning to end, the, the music is great. We got John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. He's great. <laughs> yeah. No, voice acting here all around, not just Cage, which is awesome because he plays a character in the 40s, so so he's doing his whole Humphrey Bogart thing every once in a while and he's just really hamming it up there. Uh, but like all the other voiceover acting stuff, like I leaned over a few times and mentioned a few names. I was like, I, could, I, didn't, I didn't know they were going to be in here, but uh, great line readings, just really well-directed dialogue stuff and just a lot of fun and very funny, very funny movie. An exciting thing is that we, because we saw like a little bit of an advanced screening, I mean, it wasn't like an invite only, like you could just buy tickets, but they gave out these marketing sheets beforehand, like, what do you think of the movie? Yeah. (laughs) On there, I don't know if you saw Mike, but they have like next to all the characters, they have like the parentheses, like in the actor's name. And so like a couple times I would like look and be like, okay, that is Mahershala Ali, or that is, oh, that's Haley Steinfeld. Like, I know I recognize that voice, but I was wondering who that was. And I kind of wish that I had one of those sheets for every movie that I saw. You know, like, yeah. maybe just print out on a piece of paper, like, the IMDb page and just be like, oh, okay, that was, okay, that, yeah, okay, cool. It's crazy. Like, um, so I have a couple friends in Japan, and I follow them on Twitter and, and some game designers, too. And when they go to the movies in Japan, like, I, I don't know if they pay more and get this, but every time they go, they get, like, a folder of publicity stuff so like you could see while you're watching the movie you could look down and see who's playing who or or things like that so i think america really needs to like get on that or at least amc i'd pay an extra like two or three bucks just to get like some kind of promotional sheets just to you know clue me in a little better but but it was cool would you say that you're clueless oh clueless check out that episode of cinemakers dropping soon christmas eve but yeah no it was cool to to get there and be like oh we're gonna take a survey about this and everything and uh joey and i both under the question what would you like to see more of in future installments? I think that it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And we both wrote Nick Cage, more yeah. Spider-Man noir, please. Mike a little bit was more, a little bit more polite about it or maybe a little bit more reserved, but like every time Nicholas Cage had a line, like I was cracking up, I was <laughs> applauding. I don't think anybody else in the theater either cared that it was Nicholas Cage. Maybe oh, they didn't not. recognize him, but we were like into it. And, you know, we applauded at the end. There's this uh, sort of little bit of a, stylistic choice that whenever they, every time they introduce a new Spider-Man or Spider-Woman or Spider-Person to the, the multiverse, they have like this like quick backstory yeah. because the movie knows we're tired of origin stories, but it's yeah. also at the same time like, who is this person? Yeah, a little something. And they have a really good way of doing that. And then after we saw the second or third <laughs> one, we both turned to each other at the same time said, I can't wait for Nick Cage's one. And that was crazy. he doesn't have a full, a little bit of spoiler, just not a full one. It's sort of with something else, but it's still great yeah. and worthwhile and incredible. And so yeah. uh, highly recommend Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, do we have, let's see here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up on my phone while I'm recording this. I want to see here how many... Nicholas Cage movies we have this year. Oh, uh, I've been trying to keep count. I think it's I'm hard like, to keep count. To like seven. <laughs> so we have okay. This is definitely his biggest year in a long time. Oh, ever, ever. Because a couple years ago when he had five, we're like, oh, that's the record. Yeah. Let's let's work new and go old because oh, okay. that might be easier. So between worlds, number one. Right. Spider Verse two. Okay. Teen Titans Go three. Mandy four. Two eleven five. Humanity Bureau six. Yes. 
Looking Glass 7. Wow, Mom and Dad 8. Mom and Dad 8, if you can. I mean, I saw that last year, but but yes. 7 or 8, yes. Wow. So That is epic. Has anyone ever done that? I don't even think Sam Jackson's been in that movies in, in many movies in one year. And, you know, even as like a little cameo or half a film, like in Deep Blue Sea, I mean, he's only in some of the movie in some things, but like this is, that's epic, man. That is blowing my mind right now. I'm so happy about that. And he is doing what we sort of wanted a little bit ago. I think we, we, we said a couple times that like he doesn't have to be the lead in every movie if he's like a, a supporting character in better movies. Like we're excited about that too. Like he's probably on screen. How long is this movie? Like it's this movie's two hours. It's close to two. It's because the other great thing about this was that oh, because it was an advanced screening, only one trailer. So we saw. So okay, if you, if you side note, if you want to see a dog's purpose, just watch the trailer because or, no, no a dog's journey home. A dog's journey home, which is kind of dog's purpose too. But yeah, they cram the entire movie into a two and a half minute trailer <laughs> it was Joey's response was epic and I just turned to him and was like you just saw the whole movie so this is a movie where a dog runs away from home and then at the end of the trailer comes back to its owner like yeah. you see the entire journey in two minutes anyway the great thing is that we you know the movie started at two saw that trailer and then we got out a little bit before four so this is a solidly two hour movie yeah. it flew by it did not feel like oh. two hours Cage is in it quite a bit like I mean definitely more than Superman you know I mean he's not co-star be right because that's the two Sp- the two main Spider-Men but he shows up about you know 45 to an hour in and he sticks around for the rest of the movie and he's got great lines and he's he's an active part of the rest of the film so it's that's a lot of fun He's also, I mean, a lot of the movie is funny, but I do feel like he's got a lot of a lot of the movie's jokes, mm-hmm. which is really good to see. I mean, Spider-Ham obviously has a lot of really funny... They're able to sort of play up his version of Spider-Man and Spider-Ham, I feel like, a little more for laughs, because the other ones, like, like Gwen, and I didn't catch the name of the anime Spider-Girl, but like... Penny Parker. Okay, so like... P and I... Okay. All right. So, like, her her thing I got just from a visual thing, and then Gwen was, like, sort of the third build character. But So I feel like they really needed to do something with Noir and Spider-Pig to, like, you know, get them in there a little more. And definitely, like, kind of playing them for laughs worked a lot because they're, they're the real fish out of waters, right? Like, out of everybody, one's a genuine cartoon, comes from a cartoon universe, and the other comes from a black and white world from the 40s. So, like, there's a great bit where Cage is just befuddled by a Rubik's Cube, and he can't name what colors are and, and that part was just that played perfectly because I, I'm imagining he can't see color so he's just taking a guess but you know <laughs> spoiler alert by the end of the movie he figures out the Rubik's Cube just in a, in a little throwaway joke but cannot recommend this movie enough go see it we will put an episode out a full episode I mean not that there's a lot more to talk about but I do want to have a more sit down I, I can't wait to watch this movie again yeah I want to have a guest point of view I want to like get another person's perspective on it also like I know we love it but you know I want to hear why other people like this movie too and if they like more than just what Cage brought to it as well and this also has I was showing Mike before we started recording one of the craziest letterboxed breakdown of scores because it's just like every one is more popular than the last and the most common thing by far I mean it's still early but it's overwhelmingly five stars or four and a half stars and four stars like people love this movie I think you know there's a there's a real sense of superhero fatigue right now and this doesn't feel like that at all i mean i love these movies but i am sort of getting a little bit of time like i didn't love ant-man and the wasp or you know it just feels like we've seen these things before this feels new in a lot of ways it feels new in that there's such a heavy look at uh you know not just straight white dudes i mean there is peter parker but Mm -hmm. like Nobody else is a straight white dude. This is a very different type of superhero movie. It's animated. This is kind of the movie that I've been waiting for. 
you know, since Disney and Marvel, like since that's all under the same umbrella, I've wanted Pixar Marvel movie. And this isn't Pixar, but this is like by far the closest thing we've had to it. And what they're able to do with the animation and what they do do with the animation is just remarkable. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty risky to be like, all right, you know, Sony and Marvel are sort of splitting the property of Spider-Man. And so this is a Sony Spider-Man movie in association with Marvel and it's just they've been gambling left and right with stuff like Venom and all that but like I can't believe like how much they hit the nail on the head with the animated Spider-Man like A deciding to do one and B having it be Miles Morales not just straight white Peter Parker again and like yes there's a lot of inclusion in this and that definitely helps with the fatigue you know because we're not just seeing another origin story from another guy with a goatee or something like that you know I don't know if you noticed how much like Star-Lord and Tony Stark and Doctor Strange are just like white dudes with goatees and stuff. But. Or how every actor in the MCU is named Chris. Yeah, and there's two Peters, too. There's there's Peter Quill and Peter Parker, and they never touched on that. Anyway, a digression. Um, My mother's name is Martha, too. <laughs> I think the look of this definitely helps with the fatigue as well, because there's a lot of... I didn't know a lot about Miles Morales' universe and his world and everything, and so, like, just to keep it from being a standard sort of origin story, it's also just a visual feast as well, and, like, that really helps mix it up when you're just like, oh, here we go again, like, just another live-action comic thing, and I love them, but, like, this was just great for a change, and I hope we get more stuff like this. Absolutely. So we will be back this year with a full episode for Between Worlds. That'll be with uh, Sean and Megan, our Scottish friends who put on the... Uh, K-Jarama over in Glasgow. If you live in Europe, go to that. I know that I th- I'm pretty sure our British Cage friends and fans, uh, J- John and Danielle, I think they're going there. So oh, that's awesome. pretty cool. So, I mean, if you can get to Glasgow, get to Glasgow early January. I think that episode will also probably sort of double as a look back at the year that was for Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Last year, we did that uh, year in review sort of for the first Cage-Rama, mm-hmm. but now we're having the creators and hosts of Cage-Rama on, so I think it'd be cool to look at these seven or eight movies that he yeah. did this year, yeah. which is still crazy. So that's coming by the end of the year. We will do Between Worlds. I think it's coming out on VOD, like, the 21st, yeah, right. maybe, or something? Weeks, yeah. yeah, so it's soon. So we will do that as soon as we are able to get our hands on it. But yeah, come back. Go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. We have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash cageclub. If you want to have us see more movies and talk about more movies, you can do that there. You can get some sweet merch. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. Let us know what you think of Into the Spider-Verse. Let us know what you think of Cage's remarkable year, or just Cage Club in general. And just say hi, and we will, you know, say hi back. I'm Jerry Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you soon for Between Worlds right here on Cage Club.